Hey everyone, you're listening to But Why Though, the podcast, where we talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Before we get started, make sure you head over to all of our social media, at But Why Though PC on Instagram and Twitter, and facebook.com slash But Why Though PC for our Facebook. We also have a Patreon. There you can subscribe to us for as little as a dollar a month, and you get access to all of our research notes, early episodes, and some bonus content, you know, the stuff that gets left out of the show, as well as some merch. I did just make some stickers, so I will be sending those out very shortly. And if you can't pledge on Patreon, just share our episode. Share our episode with your friends, with your mom, with your grandma, anybody you can think of. And on top of that, make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, as well as a review. It really helps other people find us, and it means a lot to us to see what you all think about the podcast. So enjoy the show. This week is another Missions That Matter episode. We'll be talking about the charitable organization known as SideQuest. SideQuest was founded in 2011 and they're a community of gamers who believe that their passion for the nerdy things that they love can be harnessed for a greater good. They aim to bring gamers together not only in the name of fun, but also in the name of raising awareness and support for worthy charitable causes and to build friendships across the many walks of life present in the gaming community. We're joined by Brian Tarong, Executive Director of SideQuest. And if this is your first time tuning in to a Missions That Matter charity episode, we are going to be playing parts of the interview and then we will be responding to it. We'll be giving you our opinions as well as our experiences with SideQuest. Uh, so here we go. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. And our special guest, Executive Director of SideQuest, Brian Trong. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so first off, if you have not heard it, feel free to take a second and jump over to our RTX 2017 recap episode. If you're not sure what RTX is, there's a little bit of more information about RTX itself, which uh, that's a convention you all work really closely with, right? Yeah, uh, RTX is kind of where we were, I guess, first created uh, as SideQuest as a thing. So SideQuest, we were, we're born out of the uh, Rooster Teeth fan community. Um, and I'm sure people can go back to a previous episode, but Rooster Teeth is a production company based here in Austin, Texas. They have, they have quite a sizable presence in LA as well, but Austin is where they call home. And Rooster Teeth, uh, they specialize in basically making funny stuff for the internet. Uh, they have animated series and live action shorts and do lots of Let's Play videos and podcasts and all that. And yeah, there's a very active and fervent fan community um, in within Rooster Teeth. And uh, at the first RTX, the first Rooster Teeth convention in 2011, um, there was uh, the idea to have this community meetup. There were going to be all these people coming in from all over the country and other parts of the world um, descending on Austin to celebrate uh, all the things uh, that they love about Rooster Teeth, and and in most cases, those people had only interacted with each other like online through forum posts. This is like before, this is before like Reddit and kind of before Facebook really took off. So this is still when we we're actually using just forum threads to interact with one another on the internet. And so two uh, community members, um, one by the name of Dominic Dorozenski, who lives um, in the far northern 
frontier city of Vancouver, <laughs> uh, Grady Bailey, who's a local boy, Austinite, they organized this, this little get together saying, hey, we're meeting everyone for the first time in real life. Let's just hang out outside of the actual convention itself. So that was the first side quest. Um, and in terms of the size, there was probably about a dozen or so people um, originally signed up for this little meetup that was, that was getting uh, organized through this forum thread. Um, people saying, yeah, I'm in, let's, let's hang out, do something together. But uh, long story short, the original RTX, the convention itself, was supposed to have 200 tickets, um, 200 attendees. But through some bug or some glitch on a website, they sold 500 tickets to the first convention. So there were already more than twice as many people coming into Austin than Rooster Teeth was ready for. And then that 12 or so people for the first side quest meetup went from 12 to about 100 people. Um, and I wasn't around for that first meetup. I wasn't really a fan of Rooster Teeth at the time. I didn't go to first RTX, but like firsthand and secondhand accounts I'd heard of that was that it was a good time. People <laughs> enjoyed it. People really, really, really had fun. And uh, after that, uh, Grady and Dom got together and said, yeah, that, that was, that's the thing. We were onto something here. And they, they said, let's do this every year. Every time there's an RTX, let's, let's try to get more and more people together. Let's make it bigger next time. And, 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 they, and they did that. Every year there's been a side quest alongside RTX. And every year it's gotten a bit bigger. They've added more events. In the second year, they started adding the charity component as well uh, because they decided, let's not just get together for fun and community, but let's like, make it mean something. Let's do something good with all that. Um, and so fast forward to today, uh, we have the events that we have throughout RTX weekend, which, and the objective is to create these kind of like after hours, fun, inclusive, but safe get togethers and things for people to do outside of just going to the convention. Because during the convention, you know, you go on the panels, you're you're going from booth to booth on the expo floor. You're kind of in your own thing, doing your own thing or on your own schedule. Maybe your small group of, of friends and stuff. Um, but then after that, what do you do? And so that's what, that's where SideQuest wanted to come in and, and kind of create these fun events for community members to get together, hang out with each other, make new connections, make new friends, catch up. Um, and, and the cool thing uh, with SideQuest events is that sometimes Rooster Teeth, like cast members and crew will show up to the events as well uh, because they, they, they find it's kind of like a more laid back atmosphere than the convention itself. Um, we, we have, instead of thousands of people at the convention center, you've got maybe a couple hundred people in a room. And so they can kind of mingle a bit more, they can let their guard down a little bit. Um, and then it, that just means so much more to the fans who come to Austin to, to maybe interact with, with, those, with those types of folks. Yeah, so what were your impressions? Adrian, had you heard of SideQuest before? Uh, no, I wasn't at the RTX you guys went to, so I never heard of SideQuest before. I really didn't even know what Rooster Teeth really was. I was like, well, they have a convention, but don't, aren't those like the the red and blue guys? Like, what? why do they have a huge convention? <laughs> like, they're big enough for a convention now? And just to hear, like, a story about like, how they oversold the tickets is super cool because that sounds like a logistical nightmare, and as someone who runs events, <laughs> that sounds terrible, and I'm glad it worked out for him. But, yeah, Brian's a cool guy, and... Uh, I wish I wish I would have went to RTX with you guys. Yeah, no, uh, RTX was a lot of fun. Mine's first day. Um, <clears throat> you can go to our RTX episode to hear that drama. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I never heard of SideQuest. I I was like you when we first went to RTX. I didn't even know they were that big. I knew they were red versus blue and a few things, but I didn't realize they had a huge convention. Uh, the story definitely is a great thing, and I thought it was hilarious, like you said, logistically. I think one thing that take away from the store that I find fascinating and hilarious is forums. I don't know if anybody still ever looks at forums on internet forums. I was not a good big poster, but I was a big reader of internet forums you back mean in lurker? the day. Whatever. <laughs> I used to read internet forums a lot. There's a lot of great information, also a lot of stupid information. 
but it's also, like he said, a very valuable place to meet people and get things done, especially before days of social media took off. I don't want to imagine how it was trying to like navigate forums and hopefully catch people as they're coming to or from the con. Um, what I really liked was the idea that they it was pretty much born out of like, not everybody can enjoy this. Let's give them something to enjoy with the community itself too. Which, uh, listeners, if you don't know, you can actually go to side quest events without going to RTX. You can, you can buy tickets to side quest events that happen that weekend. It's a lot of fun. The fact that it's something that you can do to add on to your Rooster Teeth experience or just kind of go solo is something that's really, really interesting to me. So we found out how they were made and we know that it has to do with community, but what about charity? You said SideQuest started its charity arm uh, the second year. What right. kind of stuff do you all do? Um, yeah, so, I mean, over the years, the mission kind of grew from not just wanting to host really fun social gatherings, but, you know, now our mission has kind of expanded a bit to unite gamers for, for charity. Um, and so gaming, you know, it's this very young Rooster Teeth fans, and, you know, gaming is everywhere. I mean, that's kind, of, that's kind of what a lot of your podcast is devoted to, and we're kind of like the first generation to have gaming just be this constant in our lives since since day one on the planet. And so we want to, as SideQuest, show people that uh, there's this, you can use the shared love of gaming, you know, whether you use like a controller or a bag of dice or whatever, you can harness that for good and we and support some really great causes. So we work with, uh, we support Extra Life and Child's Play, um, Operation Supply Drop, uh, as well as Stack Up. Uh, I believe you guys did an episode on, on, on that nonprofit. Um, there's just lots of really fantastic nonprofits out there doing really commendable work using gaming to uh, bring people together and lift people up. And we want to help other gamers know about them. And we want to serve as kind of like an avenue to support those causes. Um, so with the, the charity work that we do is like through fundraising. Um, one of the bigger events that we do during RTX is our, our charity auction. SideQuest aims to support the nonprofits we work with, um, which we do fundraising throughout the year. We have smaller events in Austin and online through with streams and stuff. But uh, during RTX weekend, it's kind of like our, our big fundraising event with the charity auction, which is held the Thursday night before RTX officially kicks off. Um, so we gather up item donations from throughout the Rooster Teeth community uh, in kind of the, the first half of the year leading up to RTX in, in July. And, then, and a lot of those donations come through in the form of fan art. Uh, the community has oh, wow. lots of very talented artists who can paint and draw, but also just create these really elaborate crafts and props that are inspired by their, their favorite uh, Rooster Teeth content. Like this year we got a 3D printed sword um, inspired by one of the characters in Ruby, which is the, the anime that Rooster Teeth produces. And um, again, just really uh, popular and well-known community artists who will create these really beautiful one-of-a-kind works that you can't find in a store and you can't just find anywhere. Uh, and what, what makes it unique, these items that we get is that, you know, they're, they're handmade for the most part. They're, they're made by real people, real fans with lots of time and lots of love. And you're not going to find this anywhere else. And so, and then they're, they're giving it away. Um, this thing that they poured so much time and energy into creating, uh, they give it to the auction, some, some great charities, and then people bid on these things. And it's just a really, really great night. Um, and then we also get donations from Rooster Teeth itself. Uh, we're lucky to have um, Rooster Teeth employees who are, who are animators and writers and, and other uh, other folks who are supportive of what we do, and they'll donate um, hard-to-find art or assign merchandise for the auction, and, and those those items usually go for some pretty high bids. 
uh, which is which is really great. And we also approach uh, gaming or, or gaming related companies for donations as well. Uh, this year we were fortunate enough to have uh, Gunner Optics <coughs> supports uh, support us by donating some eyewear. Post uh, donated a full uncut foil sheet of Magic the Gathering cards, which Ooh. oh which, gosh. I really, which I wanted to keep for myself. Yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. Um, but that that went to another bidder. But I, I definitely had my eye on that one. Um, so yeah, all these items they make their way to Austin in the weeks and months leading up to RTX weekend, and and then we take over a ballroom in downtown Austin. Uh, this this year we moved the event to the Four Seasons, which was really great venue. Uh, and then we all dress up in fancy cocktail attire because why not? I mean, how often do you, how often do you get to dress up in formal wear for a con? And it's it's a really great evening of community and charity. Uh, this year the auction we had over uh, sixty or so items. And we raised about seven thousand dollars for the charities that that we support. So that's that's really great. And then, throughout the rest of our checks weekend, we have a booth at the expo floor where we sell merchandise and accept donations, and kind of spread the gospel on what SideQuest is. And all that money kind of goes into this general fund that we manage. And then uh, throughout the rest of the year, divvy that up across all the other charities that I support. Uh, I mentioned earlier, and we're always on the lookout for more uh, relationships with other nonprofits that use gaming. Uh, as a means for good. I have a question. So over the years, mm -hmm. what has been your favorite item that's been auctioned off that you've favorite seen, I guess? Item. Oh, that's a tough one. I want to give a good answer here. Let me think. Uh, it's, it's like, it's like <laughs> can't choose your favorite kid. So my involvement with SideQuest actually started off with the charity auction. So I first got involved with SideQuest a few years back as just a volunteer for the events, um, kind of helping to you know do line management and, and check it and stuff at the auction. and. Um, over the years, that kind of evolved into more and more involvement with the actual planning of the auction itself, um, and, and I'm, I'm still kind of doing that this uh, this past year. I kind of I solicit all the donations online, and I kind of house them all uh, here in my house and get them all ready and organized for the auction. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm living with these things for uh, you know weeks and months on end, leading up to RTX and anticipation. And um, yeah, I, I just can't pick, man. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, um, I would recommend uh, folks who aren't familiar with the auction or haven't been before, check out our, our photo galleries. You can go through the website. Uh, there will be links to um, not like our Facebook page, which, which features all the photos, but also some Google photo albums, which will give people an idea of what kind of stuff is donated to, to the auction. Uh, and they can see what, what, what people can bid on there. And I will go ahead and include that specific link inside the show notes. That way they can just oh, cool. yeah. I'll make the sure show and ready. jump right over to it. I kind of just came up with what might be my one of my favorite uh, yeah. things. Um, so, you know, Rooster Teeth, like I said, is, is, is kind enough to support us with, with donations for the charity auction. And well, one community member who kind of does some work for Rooster Teeth, some camera work, he was able to uh, secure a prop that was used in an actual Rooster Teeth production. Um, so one of the things, one of the series that Rooster Teeth does is called Immersion, where they'll take uh, some idea from like a video game and try to apply it in real life uh, in, a, in a very fun way, kind of Mythbuster style in a way. Uh, but there was an episode where they did NBA Jam, and they they asked, uh, "Can you actually play with?" And they basically took an actual basketball covered in kerosene, lit it on fire, and had uh, two Rooster Teeth cast members play one-on-one -on -one basketball with them in full, you know, safety. <laughs> and all that stuff. But, you know, at the end, this, this basketball is just mangled and melted in spots and charred all over. And uh, John Sedlak is, is the community member who helped us out here. Um, he was able to um, get that basketball, get it signed by the cast members who, who are in that episode. 
it got a nice display case for it and it, when it was in the auction it was a very popular item um, and it's just it was really really cool to see that so i think that compared to um you know the other two charities that we've done so far this is a little different what do you guys think um as much as it possibly might be a little different seem to be a common pattern we seem to find all the gaming charities because we like games <laughs> <laughs> i did like how he goes like this is a first generation from day one on earth <laughs> that we have games and it's also interesting because much we've been doing all these gaming charities i guess the fact that gaming now the pattern between all these is gaming becoming a huge aspect to a lot of people's lives and especially i guess as he said as people are growing up and all the people that first I guess start playing Nintendo, the original Nintendos when Nintendo was cool, for whatever they started doing now. Um, <laughs> but now they like started. They grew up, and now all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, let's do good, good in the world." But I grew up playing video games. Let's just keep playing video games, but let's just do something with it. And that seemed to be a common pattern between all of the people that we've talked to so far. It's pervasive now, and I think the reason that. We've been able to find, I mean, one, we go to gaming conventions, so that's probably number one. <laughs> but two, I think one of the things that he mentioned is just, like, he talked about animators and props and, you know, sets. And it's the fact that, like, Rooster Teeth is a gaming community, but it's also morphed into something else. Um, and so one of the things that I really liked is the fact that the community, like, a lot, of, like, like he said, a lot of the items that are up for raffle are stuff that the community itself made which I think is really, really interesting because I don't think I've, like, it's not just a community of gamers, but it's a community of, like, rooster teeth lovers who are, like, working through this, you know, as well and doing it together in a giant community. Yeah, uh, I think it's cool how they work with the other charities in the area, like pairing up with Stack Up, I think is amazing because Stack Up does, I mean, him saying, like, he, what he said is basically the same thing that Steve said months ago when we did our Stack Up episode, and those are, you know, completely two completely different people who said the exact same thing, and them working together in Austin is really really great. And y'all are super lucky to have both stack up with a big presence and have uh, ha and this charity in this in the same area for all the gaming stuff. I'm so jealous, and I'm just over here with no friends <laughs> in those kind of events. Like he's like, I, I want to go to a cocktail party for for gamers. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that was also cool because as much as we talk about SideQuest doing gaming, gaming for passion, like Rooster Teeth itself does, I mean, does so much more than uh, gaming. Like he talked about the sword. They do this whole anime series of Ruby and even a lot of the other stuff they do is there's a plenty of anime and other types of like, I guess, events and things they do that just have nothing to do with game per se. Yeah. I think too, just like. I think game gaming has become so pervasive that it kind of has a foot in like everything. I can see that. Like it has a foot in our, you know, in our in our entertainment, in our cartoons, and our, you know, almost every movie gets a game treatment. With Telltale, you have a lot of animation now being at the forefront versus, um, you know, versus playing through something. You're technically watching something and maybe pressing a button every now and then. Like gaming itself is just so ingrained in almost everything we do that it's gotta do something good with it yeah and they capitalize on that community really well it seems like yeah yes. so we've kind of touched on why they're a little bit different i went ahead and asked brian what makes what makes them different from other gaming charities and i really liked his answer 
So I guess you've talked a little bit about it. So I guess just to clarify, so one of the things uh, that makes side quests different is it, it works as a, I guess, an intermediary between um, other nonprofits and fans. Do I have that right? Yeah, uh, that's right. So SideQuest, we are a charitable organization. We're a 501c3 registered group, but we uh, we kind of want to act as a bit of a gateway to the other charities uh, that we support that use gaming to for for good. Um, so the idea I have is that a gamer who wants to get into charitable giving uh, using the shared love of gaming that we all have, uh, maybe he or she doesn't know exactly where to turn to, turn to first because Honestly, there are a lot of great organizations out there um, to, to support. And so it can, can be hard to choose just one um, or even just a handful to start off with. Um, and then these organizations will usually have fundraising campaigns where, um, you know, you're, the idea is you're supposed to maybe join a team of other fundraisers to uh, generate funds and raise money. It's, for some people, that can be maybe a little intimidating because it seems, might seem like a, a kind of a big barrier to kind of go it alone. Um, so we kind of want to act as a community of like-minded gamers to say, hey, if you're looking to do some good with this thing you like to do, uh, why not join us, join our team, uh, go find us on either the Extra Life campaign page or, or the OSD page, um, sign up as a team member, and um, let's, let's do this together. Obviously, what makes them different is, like he said, and I hadn't really heard of organizations doing this before, but acting as a gateway to other charities, like ushering people in to, you know, to communities that they may not be aware of. And that sounds really cool and really important. And it's obviously like he, like they do, they use gaming, but the fact, like I would have never thought to make a charitable organization that not only raises money for other charities, but works as like, I guess like the guide or the director to like help point you to directions of where you wanna go. We've talked about it before. A lot of these charities when they're on the floor, we don't know they're there. A lot of the times we didn't know about them until we until we got to meet them in person. And so the fact that SideQuest is out there, you know, connecting people with charities and with organizations um, where you can do the most good is just really awesome and, and really different and something I really would have never thought of. They're a gateway drug to charities and being a good person. <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> yeah, I, ne I never heard anything like that. So I'm glad he explained it. He explained it really well. So I'm glad. I wonder what other charities are out there like that because we've done a few and we have a few on the docket to do, but I've never heard of anything like SideQuest out there at all. I'm with, I have to be all agree. I didn't know they had these little, like almost like supplementary, uh, I think I mispronounced that word. Supplementary? Something like that. <laughs> um, complimentary? I think complimentary might be better. Yeah, I think complimentary, but uh, they do supplemental information, but sure. Something like that. Anyways. <laughs> they point you in the right yeah. direction. Um, but yeah, and I, and it, like you guys, I never actually knew that they existed. I think they did it pretty cool because obviously we, we might talk a little later when we get into like the community aspect of what we actually saw from them. But they do a really good job of like as much as they raise, they do a good job of spotlighting the people who basically I guess they work with. Yeah, yeah. work with. And so that they basically put the main focus on like, hey, guys, have a fun time. We don't, you know, everybody thinks of charities, you know, like great business, like support, you know, thing. And they try to put like a fun twist on it while still doing a good cause yeah. and highlighting like just because, you know, they're raising money for cancer. They can still be a great people to hang out with or supporting. They may, they're able to do that because of all of the close work they do with other charities right. that we, you know, we talked about before that. I think it's a big staple and what really really what really does make them different is all of the uh 
you know, all of the, they're in everything. It sounds like all, even though they're in like the gaming things, they're in all of the gaming and anime stuff all, all over. So they're able to be your gateway drug if you want them to be. And I think too, like one of the things that's really awesome that I guess I, the communication between side quest and rooster teeth and to the charities and to the fans, like those are so many communication lines to navigate and they do it so well. So we've talked about how they do the charity auction and how they connect people to other organizations and RTX, but here is a little bit about their other stuff. Obviously you've talked about the, uh, the charity auction and the community gatherings during RTX. Are there other programs that you guys run throughout the year? Um, yeah, throughout the year, uh, we've, we've, we tend to have more localized events here in Austin. Uh, in the past, we've kind of taken over like a gaming store here in town for 24 hours, like Extra Life or for the Operation Supply Drop 8-bit salute campaign or, or something else. And um, we'll kind of advertise to the community and to the, the local uh, group of, of folks that, that come out to our events. And yeah, we just, we hang out for 24 hours and we raise money online and we just have fun. Uh, we try to stream that online as well. It's usually just like kind of like a webcam peeking in on the action, a little bit of engagement with the viewership. Um, but I, I do want to grow a bit more of that, um, not just in the area of fundraising, but more just community events as well. Um, things where we can kind of spotlight all the different groups that, that we support. So there's an extra life guild here in Austin. So we try to partner with them every now and then have a social, um, and then the, you know all the other nonprofits like Stack Up will have localized teams of supporters on the ground. So there's a I've, I've been in communication with uh, the leader of the Stack uh, here in, in the Austin area to try to get some community events going and trying to approach uh, you know places like gaming stores or, or gaming bars in Austin, which is a really cool concept that's popping up um, to try to see if they want to work with us to maybe host this just this uh, little gathering to get people together and learn about the different causes that people can go support. So beyond just connecting people with charities, they're also con connecting the community. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool because uh, we kind of, one, we kind of know this, that we met the actual Stack Up uh, leader here in Austin, and he's a great guy. Shout out to Elvis. Yes. <laughs> um, but he was talking about uh, basically one of these local events where they took the Stack Up um, they had all these extra D&D &D and, like, uh, tabletop games, and they kind of just donated to them to let them play. And they basically had one of those events where they just ended up playing all of these tabletop games. And so it seemed pretty cool to be doing localized events all over the place. Obviously, I guess it's kind of a little biased since we are from Austin. <laughs> so, like, yeah. But uh, I'm sure we'll get to there, probably get to grow where they can do a little more than just localized events, hopefully, sometime. Uh, I don't know. I mean, just, like, the more he talks, the more you find out how big and, like, how wide-ranging their scope is for just nerd fandom. Like, you went from gaming to anime auctions to D&D. &D. Like, what? Like, what? There's something for everybody there. Like they, they they can get you in contact with. Like what's what what are you waiting for? <laughs> go go find them now. Which I think that's something that we actually often forget that gaming ha is gaming, but tabletops are also gaming. <laughs> um, which I know personally, I tend like I love tabletops, but I I always forget that they're they're kind of in the same category. Yeah, I love tabletop. I'm obsessed with Critical Role on Twitch. So, you know, if they start streaming more, if they get like, if I'm in the area and this organization is doing some D, &D stuff, we're going. I don't care what y'all say. We're going. 
I guess now that we've talked about um, some of the community events, obviously RTX, what are some of the ways for the listeners at home to start getting involved? Yeah, uh, so if you're going to be in town for Austin for RTX, um, we do need volunteers to help run the other community meetups we have throughout the weekend. Like the, we have a couple of nights where we take over a bar in downtown Austin for for more parties and shenanigans, and those those events require people to do like line management and check in and photography uh, to put on the website and stuff. And those volunteers we call them specters and. Uh, probably around uh, springtime, you can ex if you keep up on the website and with, uh, keep up with us on social media, you'll know when we put the call out for applications for the, for this year's Spectres. Um, and then kind of going back to the idea of doing the charity streaming, I mean, like Twitch has totally changed how anyone can use gaming to raise money for yeah. charity now. And so I uh, really want to try to get SideQuest more involved in, in doing that kind of, of, of activity, not necessarily with the big 24 hour thing, but just, you know, periodic, let's go online, play, play some silly game, have fun, um, and raise money for, for, you know, a different cause each time we do it. Um, so, uh, I want to use that also as an opportunity to showcase our community. So I kind of, my idea is to maybe put together like a stream team. Um, so if anyone in the cyclist community uh, or anyone else in the gaming community, honestly, uh, streams or wants to get into streaming, um, and maybe wants to join a team of like-minded individuals and gamers who want to uh, raise money for charity, um, they can send an email expressing their interest to streaming at sidequest.org. And um, we're going to try to see what we can put together, maybe have some events where there's like a schedule or a program where certain time slots, you know, you have different streamers doing different things and it kind of exposes the audiences to a bunch of different people and it kind of helps promotes these uh, maybe up and coming streamers. So some of the really cool things that he mentioned about getting involved, like one of the main things was volunteering. We got to meet and hang out with a lot of those specters like before the event we went to was called the Bar Olympics at Buffalo Billiards here in Austin. And those specters were really cool. Um, and you can tell they really had a passion for the community and they had a passion for charity. So that was kind of our experience with them. They're really, really well run too. So they do a good job at training them to make sure that these events go off without a hitch. So when getting involved and like donating your time to help during these events, it can be really, really helpful, especially, um, I mean, as well as like helping them build a stream team, because at least from my understanding, SideQuest is completely volunteer run. Um, so none of them have this as a full-time job. So a lot of the work that they're doing, they're doing on top of having a full-time job. So any time that you can donate, is really valuable and honestly finding that stuff about it like yeah so we went to this event and i guess i'll kind of go into it where she kind of skipped on what exactly it was so i think this one went to help stack up is when we went to this bar olympics in which how they did it for the bar olympics is they had games going on everywhere whether it was console games pool um they had projector different types of games i believe they had a uh, trivia going on as well and everybody picked into teams and you had like all, as she said the specters kind of ran the teams and helped uh lead them and so everything you did that night whether it be uh play trivia buying a, someone a drink yes buying somebody a drink um playing a console game winning a game of pool you reported this to whoever it was and you got points and so based on how many points in a night based on whatever team you chose they end up winning the quote-unquote bar olympics and it was very cool, very interesting. It was definitely something that I had not seen run, I guess, before. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm sure there are events like that, but I definitely hadn't seen where how well ran it was, and you basically got a little patch, and like, I'm 
team blue, team green, and whatnot. It was pretty cool, and we had a lot of fun that night. We were there for quite a while, for sure. Definitely something that was cool to do. Yeah, I mean, it sounds fun. I, I wasn't there, so <laughs> I don't know how much I can um, comment on it. But it seems like a good time. Like I said before, I'm kind of jealous I didn't get to go, because it sounds like... Uh, Sounds like a good time. And it just being a completely volunteer organization is kind of different from the other charities that we talked about because they kind of made that like their full time, you know, full time gig, especially for stack up. Like yeah. Steven just does stack up like that's his life. So it's interesting to hear you know, a little bit smaller, more volunteer based charity talk about, you know, how they do what they do. Well, to be fair, I'm pretty sure one up on cancer was mostly probably possibly volunteer work as well. It was full time but volunteer. Yeah. They weren't making money from it. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I wonder, because I guess that's an interesting question. I guess we could technically find out. I know it hadn't mentioned, and I didn't see it if one up in, on cancer, since they were at the same part, had actually ever worked with SideQuest at all. Yeah, that would be really interesting. Considering they seem to kind of align with some of the stuff, because they're big into gaming. Kind of align. They seem well, to align like a lot. Well, I know, but I said, <laughs> I'm not sure if the great people at one up on cancer had known about SideQuest either. Uh, so actually, as a as a last question, and I don't know why I didn't write this down, um, why the name SideQuest? Ah, so SideQuest, yeah. Um, I mean, again, the, the idea was at first to, was to be this this meetup that was kind of external to the first RTX convention, and um, also it was an opportunity for a lot of people who were not from Austin to kind of experience the city for the for the first time, perhaps. And so, um, you know the and again, it ties back to the the gaming theme that we have uh, within our core identity. Your let's say your main objective, your main mission was to go to Austin, go to RTX, meet some Rooster Teeth cast members, and and get some get some stuff signed and, and have a good time. But there's all this other stuff you can do when you show up uh, at the the social hub of Austin. All these great things you can check out all the the bars and the music and and the the great parks that we have and all the other attractions, and you get all these different side quests. <laughs> so Grady and Dom wanted to create that as a way of like showing off and having fun of all these different things you can do in the city. And so, uh, and then again, evolving into the other events that we have throughout the weekend outside of just the convention, which was the main reason you came to Austin. Um, you know, there's all these other great things that you can do and check off uh, experience wise, all these little side quests. I think that's my favorite name. <laughs> <laughs> What's really cool is that um, over, as the years go by, I've been involved a few years now, but every year I hear more and more of the sentiment that um, people look more forward to side quests sometimes in a way than than RTX itself. Like uh, it, it enhances their their experience so much to be able to tie in directly with other community members in a way that they probably wouldn't be able to do on the convention floor. Um, and it inspired. Yeah, <laughs> and it just—I think it's just really cool that uh, we've kind of carved out this little sub-community for ourselves within the larger Rooster Teeth community, where people, um, you know, they 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 wave our the SideQuest banner for us when when they talk to other Rooster Teeth fans and, and hear that they're going to RTX. That you gotta check out SideQuest, and every time I hear a story like that, it warms my heart a little bit because it means we're 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 reaching out, we're doing some good, um, we're, we're promoting a positive community um and we're and we're and we're helping out some some great causes while we're doing it is specters a mass effect reference or you just pick Spectre? um you know what i i i honestly don't know the origin of the name specter that was what it was called when i first got involved don't know the story behind that but yeah they're definitely a big part of mass effect and that could have been the inspiration for it 
Um, but who knows? Maybe Spectre was. I'm not sure how old Mass Effect is at this point. It's oh, pretty old, it's actually. Pretty old. <laughs> was it around before 20, 2012, 2011? Oh yes. <laughs> okay. It, it, it was probably it was probably where where that came from. It was kind of inspired by that and. Um, you know, the name Guardian was already taken for for the volunteers who who've actually volunteered at RTX. And yeah. so maybe we needed something, some other badass name for something that wasn't taken <laughs> by another. Yeah, so that is probably one of the most clever names I've heard. <laughs> I really, really like it a lot. And I don't know if it's just because I love playing games with quests and I love doing side quests. I'll do 20 side quests before the main one. See, so. that's the kind of the funny thing is you ask that question, yet in games you do so many side quests over the main quest that I was like, did she not get where they well, were going with this? I was like... I figured where they were going with it. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. And I wanted to hear it come from him. Okay, that, I guess that's fair enough. Because I was like, side quest, the game, come on now. Like, do we need to put two and two together? <laughs> uh, I think it, it goes to, you know, like, you know, they're not going to, they might not be your main charity, but they're going to point in the direction of stack ups and all kinds of other, uh, some of the bigger charities, but you know, they're going to help you get there. They're going to be your gateway quest to your main quest. Of ch- in the life of charity. I feel like you're, they're your zone quest from one zone to the next. <laughs> I do wish that I do wish that uh, more conventions had something like this after going to conventions to other places, only because, like, considering we've been to various cities, I guess, over the last few years or whatnot, uh, thanks, and, like, we basically are on our own with, like, going to, I guess, see the city. It's kind of like, well, let's hopefully we can find some people that are going to explore or help us out because we don't have, like, something that's organized to help, like see the city yeah i mean it would be awesome too to see um i mean i don't know if they're that they're moving beyond rooster teeth but like if you imagine if you had like a side quest at like austin comic-con that got you into those types of charities as well and then also took you around like it's just such an awesome concept like like you said i want to see it everywhere Yeah, no, like when we went to San Diego, I wanted to go see, I mean, obviously we got to see San Diego, but if we had organized things where we could, you know, go see San Diego in an organized fashion, that'd be a lot better than just, let's see how much phone battery I can drain to find something. Well, and I think that's a different thing, too. What made our RTX experience so good is, like, in San Diego and stuff, we were by ourselves. Yes. And, like, here we got to to experience stuff with the community, um, which is really fun. Well, San Diego, we had, I think we had a pretty good community there, though. Yeah, the Twitch community was great, but I'm just saying, like, we also went to a bar and just sat there for, like, three hours, too, by ourselves, so. I did that in Austin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need a tour or side quest to do that. I think that's the one thing I can find on myself. Adrian? I think, like, having them, having, like, them branch out to, like, the dream hacks and the paxes of the world, I think would be amazing for all the conventions regardless if it's just specifically gaming or like anime cons or basically anything i think having them there in those areas would be amazing i hope they expand that far yeah i know they touched on a little bit if you watch the full interview you touched on a little bit of their expansion but yeah definitely going to some more just instead of just branching out away from rtx i think it's rtx but being able to have be able to have more people experience uh the type of events they do and see some of the great stuff they do would be great where can people find SideQuest? Yeah, uh, we have a website that we do our damnedest to maintain and stay active on. Uh, that's SideQuest.org. Uh, we're also on Facebook. You can find us there. Just do a search for SideQuest. Uh, we're 
our probably our most active social media platform is Twitter. We are at SideQuestOrg, uh, and that's going and that's also the name for our Instagram accounts. Catch me if you can. Uh, I run around in Austin. That's where I live and work, and that's where all my stuff is. Uh, but you want, if you want to reach me virtually, um, which is more preferable and easier on my lifestyle, uh, you can email me at brian at sidequest.org. And like I said, I'm always open to hearing uh, more about what other nonprofits are out there doing. Or um, honestly, if you have your own little sub community, rooster teeth or not, uh, of gamers that want to maybe. Uh, based on everything, uh, last thoughts. One, I hope we get to do more interactions with Brian. He was a great guest. I really enjoyed having him on. It was uh, fun not only to talk to him again, especially after the uh, last time we saw him. Lots of fun. What about you, Adrian? Uh, no, I think they're I think they're a great organization. Brian is great. I hope we get to bring him back when um, RTX comes back around. That way we could kind of highlight them a little bit more. Uh, cause I, in the full interview, you can hear him talk about how um, – in the months after RTX, they kind of slow down with the stuff that they do. So when they ramp back up, we should definitely have them back. And maybe even the CEO, because if you go to their website, her picture on like the the members of the organization is just pork chops in a skillet. So she seems like an interesting lady, and I want to meet her. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we got to meet her. We did meet the guy from the lovely we met Dom. from the uh, part of Vancouver, the founder. Great guy. Yeah, he was really cool. So, yeah, uh, as with our last two interviews, we will post the entire interview online for you to listen to uninterrupted, um, as well with uh, some extra parts that we had to cut out for time. So we would definitely like to thank Brian once again for coming on and helping us um, and helping spread the word of SideQuest. And as you can hear, we are all excited to go to these go-to events again or in adrian's case find a way down here to go to it for the first time or or live vicariously through um through snapchat and other forms of social they media. are trying to make this super train which i can get from dallas to austin in 20 minutes i don't know if they're going all the way to el paso that's a little but, too much desert uh i i doubt it <laughs> very, very highly but you know dreams yeah. <laughs> so as always you can find us at but why though pc on instagram and twitter and facebook.com slash but why though pc we also want to take a moment to go ahead and thank nico our newest patreon subscriber i did finally order a little bit of merch to send you guys his way so thank you so much for contributing to the podcast it is greatly appreciated thank you thank you nico Woo! Patreon! (laughs) I have no funny sounds. (laughs) (laughs) As always, you can find me at OhMammothRandier on Instagram and Twitter. Adrian? Yep, you can find me on Twitter at SuperEase93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z 93. And Matt? And you can find me on Twitter as well at DatM18, D-A-T-T-M-1-8. At Twitter? The Twitter. The Twitter. Okay. Twitter. <laughs> Cue Brian's outro music. Yeah, outro music. <laughs> <laughs>